Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, that feels a little better. That feels better, guys. What is up? Welcome in to the Winner's Lounge. Let's go! I also want to cry. It feels so good to be back. Oh, I miss the Winner's Lounge. We deserve to be here. I didn't realize how homesick I was. Oh, man. It's been a while. Nuggets won five in a row. Lost three in a row. They get the win today. One in a row. They've won one in a row, Harrison. Against the Brooklyn Nets. 124 to 104. Um, Nicole Jokic absolutely dominates. Denver gets yeah. some great games from its role players. We're going to break it all down for you here uh, on the DMVR Nuggets post game lounge. Let me introduce the panel. Joined to my left, uh, drinking <laughs> a, a, fancy gent. <laughs> a Manhattan in a martini glass. The it's man, Brendan Vote. The Mantini, we're calling this. The Mantini. And I'm pretty sure they only give this to me because they like to laugh what I spill on myself. Dude, shoot us straight. That's p- just Powerade, right? That's it, yeah. <laughs> Brown power, Maple sugar Powerade. Oh, delicious. <laughs> also joined by Eric Weedham. You know him as D-Line. Oh, my God. I forgot what it feels like the Nuggets win a fucking game. I couldn't feel better. <laughs> uh, I'm walking on sunshine. Everything's right in the world vibes are uh, at 100 let's go awesome also joined by superstar dev johnson my thing is uh everybody looks good i'm not gonna declare that the nuggets are back oh, yeah but, please don't but please fucking don't. it really does feel good to have aaron gordon back <laughs> yes, and yes. also for the nuggets to be back in that winner's chair i do have a question for dev right off the bat if you guys watched the pregame show dev uh broke the news live on air that he's disgruntled he wants out does this win I uh, want you to commit any more to this Long show and to this I mean, podcast. I'm just really thinking about it. Like, I okay. really do see the potential in you guys. Okay. Like, you know, it changes you know, once you, you pick up a few wins and stuff like that. Like, we were without, you know, a guy that takes a lot of shots tonight in yeah. Adam Mares. Um, so, I mean, it was it was good. And, and also, you guys seen what it looks like when I get more attention uh, and I get the uh, ball uh, in my uh, hands. I could create for you guys okay. a little bit more. I've always so, said, Dev, your loyalty is your biggest flaw. That's that, You've always said that. You've, you've yeah. texted me that. You've uh, actually like uh shunned uh we have a secret group chat without eric in it that's right oh, we without say me either like that Talk often me. so sick you do you say uh, those wow. right. the well. spacing on the set has been great i have to say <laughs> like no one's uh legs are bumping into the table that's always a good sign well i'm glad deb's uh I'm, I'm glad deb's <laughs> given us another chance that's, yeah. that's all i'm asking for we did it yeah just yeah. another chance put me on the super max <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to philly quite yet well guys i feel like we know where we should start we talked in the pregame about how Michael Malone challenged Nikola Jokic to take more shots. 
Uh, his shot totals were a little low over these last two games that he played in. They were both losses. Well, today, 12 of 15 from the floor for Nikola Jokic, 27 points. He gets the triple-double, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. He was, like I said, 12 of 15 from the floor. He was 12 of 13 from two-point range. He oh, missed yeah. one shot within the three-point arc the two, entire game Two, today. I think. They have two on the – one was kind of like a shot clock heave, so maybe that's – oh, within, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah he missed my, two threes, one time. two today. My first time doing that. a show. He's like – Michael Malone's like, Jokic, you got to shoot more. He's like, say less. He takes two more shots than he did in the previous game. Right. <laughs> he did lead all Nuggets in field goal attempts, though. And so that, yeah, you can yeah, at least yeah. say, like, I don't know if there's a number you pick, and that's really... Yeah, it's, it's true. But that works for me. He should shoot more than the other players. Yep. But I just felt like he was the right amount of aggressive today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the shots he was turning down a little in these last two games, I don't feel like he turned down today. When he had position in the post, he looked to score the ball. Uh, when he was open, you know, elsewhere, he let it fly. So I was happy with his level of aggressiveness today. Um, I mean, he got some really nice contributions from other guys up and down the roster. So he probably didn't even need to score 27. But um, I thought this was a great response from him. Yeah. the I mean, he started off in patented form uh, where he took very, very few shots in the first quarter. And then in the third quarter, he was like, you know what? Screw it. And he just went. God mode. Mm-hmm. And in the second, right? Where he got like 14 points. Yeah. Like well, in the second quarter, I've got it right here. He scored 12 of Denver's last 18 points <laughs> yes. to end the second quarter. In the first half, he scored or assisted on 16 of the Nuggets' 30 baskets. Yeah, man. So, like, that, it, we just, that, we see what we always want to see out of Jokic, where he's just like, he, that toggle switch. He was like, killer. And then he's like, facilitator. Killer, facilitator. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just like the idea of Jokic saying, hey, I hear you. You you know, I should shoot the ball more. But also, I have a pulse on the team like no one else in the world does. So while you guys want me to shoot the ball more, I'm still going to make the right play every single time down. Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive, especially when, you know, the momentum is going with the other team. And we saw that in that second quarter um, takeover. But also, we got to see Jokic, the facilitator, which he's, you know, the best at in the entire world. We got to see him score and dominate um, and also just get everyone involved. So this was like one of those games for Jokic where he's super efficient, gets everyone involved, uh, moves up on the leaderboard, but also dominates. So he was the best of everything tonight. And it probably should be stated, and I'm one person who said Jokic needs to shoot more, these last two games... A lot of it was the product of the defense, and it's not like Jokic was making poor choices. Like, the Milwaukee team, they were begging them to shoot threes, and everyone was hitting them. In the first half of that New Orleans game, Denver was hitting their threes. There are just little pockets of swings and momentum where it's like, hey, man, this is really getting away from them. Yeah. And tonight, he was like, well, I'll press that button right. now. And that's what you felt in the second quarter. Yes, exactly. Because the game was hanging in exactly. the balance, wind. Yeah. and he sensed that. And he took over. Right. Yep. And, and so that was that was what you love to see. He, of course, is our DraftKings Sportsbook. Wait, really? King of the game. What? Do you we want to bring that this? up, Kale? <laughs> it was an easy choice today. Faku did hit a there three. There he is. All right. The DraftKings Sportsbook King of the game. 27, 12, and 10. Another triple-double. He has seven triple-doubles in his last 12 games. LOL. Guys. Yeah, speaking of the number seven, he's seven away from Wilt Chamberlain. That's going to be big. 
Like when he passes that, they really should stop the game, right? And and really like just you talk mean the about game of basketball, how basketball? how incredible it is, and no one else should be able to pass that. Like he's really um, on his way to having one of the most incredible careers, and really I think it gets under the wayside of how incredible he's been, and especially coming from a, you know a second round pick um, like he is, like. There's never been a guy like that in the entire NBA history. Yeah. I, and I've sort of found myself cackling. like, And I get that it's because he's so good all the time. It's easy to forget. But there have been a lot of questions. It, like, Would you consider this one of Jokic's best stretches of his career? This is one of the best stretches I've ever seen anyone play, including guys named LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. It's on another level. Uh, even the games that we were sitting here criticizing, criticizing in the pregame were great performances. Tonight it was phenomenal again. And just another reminder, in Jokic, they trust, and with damn good reason. Yeah. And I say he has seven triple-doubles in his last 12 games. The games where he's missed the triple-double, 25-12-9 uh, and nine against the Pelicans, 21-16-8 against the Timberwolves, 26-10-8 against the Nets the first time, 28-21-9, and, and then 34-9-8. So he's just missing by a max of two assists or did, rebounds did you guys feel deb did you think they were chasing that yoke triple double tonight they don't always do it but yoke looked like he was going for it barton got that shot up at the last second i say yes um because really he could have went for 45 50 points in this game and he made it like a concerted effort to actually get involved also when he came back in the game he went after only the like the stats that he really did need, yeah um, in it and i'm okay with that honestly like i really am sure. okay with that because you need him to like cement himself in history, and it's going to be through that triple double because that's what he's been doing. But also, get your big guys some momentum going into the next game and for this next stretch. Like, hey, the Nuggets, even if it's like a placebo, you know, the Nuggets yeah. are really, really good when you score a lot of points and also like dish it out in rebounds. So they're they're blowing teams out when you're at your best and right mm. like tonight you look like you're at your best right. that's the word of the, of the day placebo. placebo the word of the placebo. day the dnvr word of the day dude i uh i can't get enough of this distinguished gentleman vote just casually holding i know this is a vibe right with, now like man. and he's not he's not just crossing total his leg. total neutral tones to not crossing <laughs> his legs in the four-way like the rest of us right like an elegant gent yeah like, doesn't it look like he just got done with a zeppelin trip and he's uh regaling just us all? straight out of the great gatsby <laughs> i'm gonna go home i'm gonna throw gym shorts a flower shirt on i'm gonna smoke some pot and it's gonna be a hard left turn uh, and from then this. still uh holding that that glass yeah i'll bring this with way. me i'll drive home like this <laughs> um I guess some more on Jokic. Two steals tonight, one block, and it was an emphatic block. Yo. Who was it he rejected was it at Cam? the rim? Was it Cam Thomas? Was it Cam Thomas? Who, it's whoever stole the ball from him. Yeah, it was basketball player on Hooper crime. That's what that was. <laughs> but that was an emphatic block at the rim. He only ended up playing 30 minutes tonight, which was interesting and a good thing because here's what happened in the second half. First of all, the Nuggets only held the Nets to 27 points in the second half. That's really the reason why Denver won this game. And Yoke left the game in the third quarter with a 17-point lead. The Nuggets bench let that lead get down to 13 early in the fourth. And then I think it was 10 before Malone signaled for Yoke to right. come in off the bench. But then he had to sit at the scores table for like two, three minutes. Cousins was at the free throw line when he was trying to check in. And then he didn't get in for another couple minutes. So... Um, I don't think he came back in until there were like five or six minutes left, but um, he gets the assist and, and is able to take Denver home. Just 
Just a dominant performance. Just absolute dominance. He was great. And I mean, the box scores are always going to look dominant, right? Like, we've tried so hard to articulate just what it means for Jokic to have near flawless control of a game, to just dictate and not react. And I mean, he's usually doing the latter and not the former. But tonight was just back to that. There was not a second that he was on the court where I felt like. I know the defense was bad, but I also knew, oh, Denver is going to keep their heads above water at all times that he's on the floor. He was he was very, very, very good tonight. Yeah. You guys yeah. got anything else on I Joker's just, night? I mean, I just today. love it when he he just goes into that place where you're yeah. just like. Yeah. I mean, we just, he every time down, he gets the ball in either an advantageous or a non-advantageous place, and then he just makes two quick moves, and he's just at the rim. He just drops it in. You're like, why don't you do this every time down? It's so effortless. It's not any more, it's not like it's more uh, energy for you to dish it off to everybody. Like, this yeah. is as easy as it gets. So, right. And I just love that he just bludgeoned the Nets to a place where they were like, all right, whatever. Like He definitely <laughs> did just smash their spirit. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, they really did quarter. feel like they were in the game for a long, like, portion of the game. And he was like, hey, let's, let's, let's come back to reality. You guys are, you can't guard me. You yeah. can't guard anyone else that, you know, that the Nuggets have. And also, this was... The ball popping again, and we True. haven't was seen that Great in, point, in a dude. while. Um, for you know, 37, yeah, six guys, seven guys finishing in double digits in the game, and it's really because Jokic made it a point to get everyone involved, and they knocked down shots. True. That first half, the score was like 76 75. That, like, that's a fast paced game where you could get everyone happy. Um, and everyone's scoring, and also it was good to see multiple guys hit the shots. Um, so for Jokic to be rewarded with those passes and then for them to knock them down, it just goes full circle and then to just dominate in the second half where you, you give up 75 points in the, in the first half, and in the second half, they, they finish like, what, 28, 29? <laughs> yes. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah, you're 27 really like, Brooklyn half Yeah, you could be half. great, you know, in the first half, but we're going to, like, when we want to stop you, we're going to stop you, and that's what the Nuggets did. And as and as porous as Denver's perimeter defense can be, a, a good portion of the Nets' first half was some outrageous three-point shot luck. <laughs> I'd like to point out Blake Griffin entered tonight shooting 20.7% from three-point range. That's bad. He was five of six in the first half. That's ridiculously good. So, now, I'm, look, Denver's defense has been a problem. That first-end defense was awful, first-half defense. But there is a little element, too, of Brooklyn was hitting everything. And then that second half came, and Denver hitting everything was a result of really healthy process. Brooklyn was hitting some threes. Yeah. Really, really quick, Dev, to your point, 37 assists on 49 makes tonight. The starters were just in their bag. The connector passes, AG, Barton, Monte. Absolutely. The ball movement was just crisp, um, as it should be against that Nets team. 37 assists, the second most for the Nuggets this season. There we go. Want to take a guess at the game they had their most assists? Milwaukee? Milwaukee, yeah. 39. So those uh, all Jokic? no surprise there. I want to move on to a guy who had seven assists tonight. Another guy who was throwing some dimes tonight. Aaron Gordon Hell yeah, man. made his return, and my God, was he good tonight. Uh, 17 points, nine rebounds, seven assists in 33 minutes. I mean, he's been so, so good this season. We've just been showering him with praise all year, but I still feel like he's what he's done has been a little underrated. Every game, I feel like Aaron Gordon just becomes more of a nugget. Yeah. Just like he's fitting into the offense better, like every single game. He's throwing more Jokic esque passes every single game. He's making Jokic better. Yeah. His creativity is ascending every game. It feels like 
he was amazing tonight. He's been so good. And listen, I'm a longtime Will Barton Union card holder. There's just no doubt who the second most important player has been this season. Oh, absolutely. And tonight's a perfect example. The To miss both max contract guys and then miss AG, the Nuggets do fall off a cliff in those games. He comes back right away. It's not just about his stats, which are good, but forget them. You just, everything looks healthier with him out there on both sides of the floor. And no matter how, you know, we keep putting our heads in our hands and laughing at what a grind this season has been. It's probably still been better than most of AG's seasons in Orlando. <laughs> and you're just, you're watching Jokic find him and thinking, how does he not love every second? Yeah, he's of having this? so much fun it, out there. It's awesome. And it's, it's almost hard to believe. Think about what a disaster it was when, he, when Jeremy Grant decided to leave. And I know it took a while for AG to get here, but they've wound up with a guy who fills that role, plays the part far better. Yeah. I'd just love to see how much Aaron Gordon is actually progressing as the season goes like along. He goes into this game after not playing in the last couple of games and he, he plays 32 minutes. So like you, you can answer like if he's actually injured, which I really was like uh, worried about, like he has a hamstring uh, injury going into the all-star break. The nuggets are already like injury prone. He goes into 30 minutes, like 32, like 30 plus minutes to show that he's like healthy, but also like it was one of his best games of the entire year, 17 right. points. Um, nine rebounds, seven assists. Like the the ball was actually popping with him being a facilitator. So like he's adding extra parts to his game. He came into Denver as an athletic defender. He's now starting to become a scorer. He's also starting to become a facilitator. And also he's one of the Nuggets' most trusted players. Like you can see the confidence goes goes up when he's in that lineup because now Jokic goes, yes, there's another guy that I could count on every single night. And also, it's on both ends of the floor. Right. Um, for for Aaron Gordon to go 6 of 14 from the field, you don't care. But 17 points, knocks down three-pointers, get to the rim for uh, for fouls, and he's either going to finish or he's going to go through with the free throws. He gives you a little bit of everything. So adding him to that mix, that was uh, part of the team that the Nuggets desperately needed in these last couple of games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he had so many dunks today. He did that thing that we always want him to do, which is just get to the rim and allow Jokic to find him. Like, there yeah. were so many times we slipped behind the defense and just, I mean, that first dunk he had, uh, that thunderous dunk in the first yep. quarter, like, really set the stage. Um, but it just, you know, it, like, really opens up so much more for Jokic when he has guys that are getting in positions that where they don't just have to take long shots. Mm -hmm. Like, where it doesn't always have to be, like, a Jokic uh, going into the paint and then kicking it out for a three-pointer, which is a really hit-or-miss proposition for the Nuggets. Like, having guys to slash, having guys to just be there and get those easy buckets just ch changes the complexion of the game every time. So, I love it. Like... It just it, it's weird, like having both Boogie and Aaron Gordon in the, the uh, in the lineup, like gives you a sense of calm in that not everything has to be uh, so difficult. Yeah. And I'll have to go back and watch the first half again. But in the second half, it seems like Aaron Gordon was guarding Kyrie Irving yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I got that. Sense. And I wonder if that was a switch made at halftime or maybe it was guarding from the I whole game. I just didn't notice. I think, but it, yeah, but Kyrie Irving didn't do much in the second half. Um and I think Aaron Gordon was responsible for some of that. So. Would you think of his hamstring wind? I mean, again, the kind of thing we might have to go back and rewatch. I I've been concerned about it. He certainly looked fresh today. I mean, yeah, I he looked fresh to me. The hamstring is concerning because that's what has really given him trouble in the past. Right. You know, when he got to Denver, he missed a bunch of games. I think with that hamstring in Orlando that season. So, 
Uh, something to monitor for sure, but I, I thought he looked fine tonight. He played 33 minutes, so no real minute restriction, it seemed. So um, he was absolutely great. Let's hit a break, and we got a lot more to get to. On the other side, we're going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins' game, and this was the final day of DeMarcus Cousins' mm. current 10-day deal. Should the Nuggets keep him? I'm going to get everybody's opinion on that oh, oh boy. after this. Stick around, folks. <laughs> Listen, Breckenridge Brewery is the official brewery, official beer of DNVR. They got seltzers, too. They got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we're trying to push that Mile High City copper lager, though, because it's the official Denver Nuggets-themed beer. It's got that sweet Denver Nuggets logo right on that sleek blue can. Uh, it's a great design, great marketing. It tastes good. And it's a lot easier to swallow than Denver Bench Minutes. So check out the Breck Beer Locator. Tell it where you live. Tell it what you're looking for. They'll tell you where to go to find it. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. It's damn good beer. And whether you're trying to get food or booze from their farmhouse, make sure you use promo code DNVR when you do. You'll save $5. Again, there's really no better way to support DNVR. Yeah. through these crazy times than to support some of our great Colorado partners. And sure enough, Breckenridge Brewery is one of them. Dude, they are. Breckenridge Brewery is. Fantastic. Homies. I could go for a Breck Brewery. The right homies. Now. They're the homies. I know. Yeah. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery has been with us through thick and through thin. They have. Yeah, just still right here in Colorado. Compound's right there. That's that's local, baby. We Breck Brewery. We love them. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Dev? I don't know. I don't know. I was thrown off by that Is as well. Is he not a fan of Boogie Cousins' I think, Nuggets I, tenor? I think that he forced a trade. Is this unprecedented, <laughs> by the way? Has anyone actually just left the show before? I, I don't I, I don't think, think we do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's back. Yeah. He's right. back. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the DMVR Nuggets postgame lounge. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. I think I forgot to say that at the top. Use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. All right, so DeMarcus Cousins, 16 minutes tonight. He was back in the rotation. Five points, nine rebounds, two assists, one turnover. One technical. Three fouls, <laughs> one technical foul. This was the last day of his 10-day deal. So this is his second 10-day deal with the Nuggets. The first was a COVID hardship, so doesn't really count. Uh, he's on a regular 10-day deal right now. The Nuggets could sign him to another 10-day deal starting tomorrow. And then, you know, make a decision on him from there. I'll go to you first vote on this. Based on what you've seen, should the Nuggets sign him to another 10-day? Yes. I mean, I j there's more work to be done to find whoever that replacement is, right? Whereas this is a center who's here, been around, seems yeah. willing to be playing for you. And just by virtue of being that, he's had a big positive impact, I think. I don't think he's been great, but I think the bench has been better. And so... I would say yes. My top concerns with Boogie durability, I think he looks very... I mean, by the way, it sounds like a huge knock. It's really uh, understandable, given where Boogie's at in his career. Mm -hmm. But the conditioning is not at peak levels. And then also, this one is kind of a knock. Boogie looks like he wants to retire. <laughs> yeah, he looks tough. like he's miserable on the basketball floor. But if he wants to play, uh, I think they need to keep him around. It's it's making the Nuggets better. I think he definitely still wants to collect checks. Yeah, that so, part that I think sense. he's in on. So we've had him now for two 10-day contracts. We, we, the, the first one was cut short, right? Like, yeah, correct. How short? Do we know? I think in like the seventh day. Seventh day. So we've had him for 17 days and gotten five games out of him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not great. <laughs> but not ideal. Not ideal, uh, but he does make a difference. Like we've, I think we've won every time that he's been on the court. That is the thing. The Nuggets are 5-0 and with DeMarcus Cousins. Burr, 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 burr. The thing is, the list of teams they've beat with him isn't 
It's, you know, you, the greatest list. Are you it's, causation and correlation might not be the same They've thing. beaten the Nets twice. They've beaten the Pelicans, and they've beaten the mighty Detroit Pistons Let's twice. Let's go, dude. But 5-0 is 5-0. Yeah, you, you're yeah. banking wins. Yeah, what are, you, what are you looking at a gift horse in the mouth over here? Beggars can't be choosers, yeah, dealing. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, Boogie Cousins is hilarious. Every time he's on the floor... It, some he owns amount, a comedy club by her. Some amount of comedy like happens. That. All of it is unintentional. I cannot believe he's gotten a tech in every game except for one. Yeah. He got ejected in one of them. Well, the he games. got two and one, so pretty much. I mean, it's been pointed out that the tech that he got today was soft and, and was not. Uh, yeah. It should not have been a tech. Sure. But that's a little something called your reputation proceeding. You. Yeah, and I mean. the, the yeah. Just people. <laughs> Boogie getting absolutely no slack from the refs. Uh, the Boogie scowl is so um, iconic at this point and so hilarious. If it ever leaves my sight again, I think I would be devastated. I don't yeah. know if I could watch the Nuggets if we didn't have a big, grumpy, pouty guy that can kind of shoot but also kind of can't. That's our grump. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to count that as a vote for yeah, yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Vote's a yes. Dev, are you yes or no? I say yes, but it's also for the fact that the Nuggets now have an answer of when they have another viable center option on the team, it gives Jokic minutes. And also, I feel like Jokic is really pacing himself throughout the entire year. When Boogie uh, plays in those games that he really does understand, like that he's available and he's actually going to get minutes, mm -hmm. I feel like Jokic leaves it all out on the floor because he's going to be able to rest. Like, I, I, like I, I'm sure that there's a correlation in the games that Boogie, Boogie plays Jokic doesn't have to play a lot of minutes. I think there's something to that. So, like, having that option there is great. But also, with Boogie Cousins, like, specifically, he rebounds the, wall, um, the ball extremely well. And he also, he plays hard the entire time that he's there. Like, even with those um, technical fouls, you know, like, he gives them a type of swagger and attitude that you don't get from anybody else on the team. So, having Boogie <laughs> Cousins for those, he's a, a bully on the court. Every single time, we like never he's going to he get those. He is the definition of a bull. He's going to get a he's foul, like and, and also you understand, <laughs> you can't take like bad fouls on his players. You can't, you know, put them in situations where Boogie's not going to try to get back at you. Like right. if you have the momentum, he's going to take that away. But also, he limits those second chance points. So, on a guy that you're not going to have to pay a lot of money to be on the team, and he answers a question that you have at backup center. I think, yes, yeah, you, you right. keep them because there's not other guys on that type of money that you can keep that's going to make your team better. And does Buggy Cousins makes the team better? Yes, he makes the team better. Do, do we have any? Do we know how he got the nickname Boogie? I don't. I can't think of a nickname that is less applicable to a man that carries it. Yeah. I do feel weird writing the grades. I'm like, I should call him Cousins. Cousin, or like, his name is not like Boogie. Pouty Cousins or like <laughs> Lunky Cousins. Our, our, uh, <laughs> our tarot card queen, Ariana, tweeted today that uh, she... In her head, she sees the Jokic brothers sitting on their edges of the seat whenever Cousins checks in. <laughs> you know so what? Good. I like this guy. Yeah. I like this oh, guy. Like, oh, they're engaged. She's I the thought best. maybe like just reflexively from the past. Oh, just like, the energy. Are, just are we going to have to fight this guy, even though he's too, on yeah. our squad? She's the best, though. Shout out to Ariana. I'm a yes as well. So four yeses from the panel here. I would keep him around definitely for another 10-day. Look. It's been rocky for sure. I mean, right. I definitely think Denver's concerned about his durability. And when you look ahead to the rest of the season, post-trade deadline into the playoffs, you need guys who you just know are going to be able to be relied upon to just play, to be in uniform and to be active. And um, his injuries have been a concern. Yeah, I definitely true. think that's something Denver's thinking about here. That's a good point. Um, 
But his impact, I just think, has been undeniable on the bench. And it's not about his efficiency because that definitely has not been there. He's been incredibly inefficient <laughs> with his shooting, although he has hit some threes. Uh, but just around the rim, he's been really bad. But you just have a different feel. The, the Nuggets bench unit has a different feel with him out there. Uh, there's more of an edge. There's more of an attitude. There's more toughness. Just him in the middle, in the paint, it, it just makes a huge impact. And True. he had nine rebounds today in 16 minutes, you know? And Jamichael Green and Boogie Cousins, like, I don't think there's a real comparison there. I mean, against New Orleans last game, Jamichael Green had one rebound yeah, in yeah. 13 minutes. Yeah. Boogie's rebounding is, I think, his biggest strength. And a key to the Nuggets is their rebounding, both offensive and defensive. And I think, like, that's no coincidence. Denver out-rebounded Brooklyn 55-36 to today. Jeff Green got on the glass. He had, uh, I think, six rebounds in his last five games. That counts as a double-double. He had five tonight, including two offensive rebounds. Aaron Gordon got on the offensive glass. So I think Cousins' rebounding is really, really big. So it's a yes for me. I agree with you. I think we're all in agreement, to be honest. It seems like like everyone is. I mean, he's a big guy. Check. Take it. Yeah, yeah. Large dude. Fits the bill. Got got him. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does seem like it's... A pretty easy choice, but the reason I bring it up because it, I thought coming into this game that it wasn't set in stone that Denver would sign him to another 10-day. Just my sense of the situation from what I'm hearing. Like, I don't think that was a lock. Now, him playing well today, I think there's definitely a chance. Denver looks at it and says, all right, let's let's do another 10 days with him. Yeah, do you have an understanding of what it means if they bring him on to the um, team? Like, does that do they have an op- open roster spot? Yep. Or? Yeah, they do. Like he, he's playing on an open roster spot, so they've got that spot for him if if they want to give it to him. On the 10-day, the standard 10-day, you are technically filling a full roster spot. So he is doing that, and that would be his spot to convert. Yeah, so they've uh, got a spot for him, you know, a full-time spot. The, the one hang-up, guys, and I, I know I, this is exhausting. I, I keep beating this horse. They are really close to the tax line, and converting him can push them over. So... It may be the kind of thing there's a little finagling to do at the trade deadline just with some of these contracts maybe get under. I don't know if they can, but just something to consider. Maybe that's one of the hangups as well. But I, the idea of Boogie in Denver for me is a no-brainer at this point. Yeah. Another concern is the technicals, though, <laughs> like you brought up D-line. <laughs> I mean, he's got now four technicals and one ejection in five games. Dude, it's honestly hilarious. Yeah, it's just a free point for the other team. A brand yeah. is a brand, though. But do you think that Malone, because he himself does not take those technical fouls, do you think it's something that he welcomes or enjoys? Like, not actually enjoys, but like, I want someone to play out with flair. Yeah. And that's a guy that brings that, especially like, because when you think about it, Cousins is with that second unit. And, you know, if things aren't going good is when he usually gets them. If they're playing well... He's not picking up a technical foul, and even if he does, oh well. But if he's the one that brings that spark where he feels like the team or himself has been wronged, now guys are like, okay, I see that he's playing hard or he's trying. Let's try to get things going. So, like, I feel like with the technical fouls, I don't think it's more so saying, like, he's, like, a bad, like, a cancer to the team or or whatnot. It's more so of, like, let's try to get something going, and he has that attitude to get it going. So do we think it's all negative when a technical foul happens? No, not all negative, but I think some of his texts have definitely been negative. 
totally. like the one today. I mean, I know everybody was saying like, oh, he shouldn't have gotten the technical, but I mean, he did. He he did something to get the technical. He also did have. He said something. Yeah, he he also had plenty of opportunity to stop saying yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, I know. He has like no runway. With the refs, but like, you know what, right, man? Nothing. Uh, whatever. Like, well, I'm, I'm we're, gonna, we're saying like whatever, but at a certain point, like he's going to end up getting having to sit at some point in the playoffs. Or oh something. well, like, he if he could get that many point as a backup guy, <laughs> I mean, he's, there's clearly he's averaging game. one a game. But <laughs> this is a question I have for you, especially Eric. Would you rather him get technicals where it's one point or two points, or would you rather? The second unit looked like they looked like before he was there. Oh, I mean, I don't know why. Why does it have to be the one former. or the other though? Why can't we? Why can't it be he plays but also doesn't get? Because that's Boogie. Every, You're yeah. getting who he <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Like Photoshop like couldn't impossible. change Boogie Cousins. He is who he right, is, and well, that's what you're like, going to get. So like, you either are going to get a bad attitude right. player on the court <laughs> who really does make yeah. the second unit better, or you're yeah. going to get the second unit that they used to be. So. That's my question. Which, which one would you rather have well, I mean, personally? It's like I mean, asking for Adam without the Jason's Deli shit. You know? Oh my god, that's just a part of it. It's like, it's do yeah. you want? Yeah, do you want to follow Adam without knowing what birds went to the that's right, little yeah. lake behind his house? Not up to you. Ooh, not up to you. You're either gonna follow and find out about the fucking birds, or. <laughs> You're going to have to unfollow him and not know about what's going on with the Nuggets. So I don't know. It's a real Sophie's choice. I'm going to rock in a hard place. I guess I'm going to take those technicals. I'll take the technicals. Yeah, I accept I'll them. take the Flaws and all. That's what Ray, yeah. Rayvon says there. I think that's. The I point. hope the Nuggets keep DeMarcus Cousins around. Um, friend of the show, Al Gwynn, replied to one of my tweets about Cousins' technicals today and goes, are we sure Boogie hasn't lost money on this 10-day? Because he's not getting paid a ton of money on this 10-day. Legitimately great question. And he's losing money with all these technical fouls. I, it's a very legit question. Oh, that's awesome. Very legit question. Dude, that oh. would be amazing. Maybe that's why he's so upset. That would, dude, that would be mad, he's too. Playing for free. He's playing yeah. for free right yeah. now. <laughs> um, guys, somebody who had a sneaky, sneaky good game today, Will Barton. Oh. This is a good Will Barton game. Okay, Dude, I'm for excited sure. for this here. For sure. 21 points for Will tonight, or today, six rebounds, four assists, two turnovers, shot seven of 12 from the field, just two of seven from three, but a pretty efficient night for him. I mean, this was a great bounce back game from Will Barton, though. 21, six, and four is good. I mean, two turnovers, one of those he busts his butt, immediately gets that big chase down block. That's more of the stuff I think a lot of the frustration stems from. Like, okay, you turn it over, happens to everyone, but get back, get back. Tonight he did. Listen, I, I have, I feel like these last two games before today were outliers in what's actually been a good three, four weeks for Barton. Not great, and I know his defense has still been terrible, but I actually have liked his decision making. I think it was thrown out of whack by a Jokic-less game. I think he went chasing a result he missed the next game. Tonight, much better. Uh, only 12 shots. Look, I mean... Barton, it's going to be inconsistent, right? If he's going to have to be the second best guy, you won't feel satisfied. If he's your fifth best guy occasionally giving you this, you're going to think it's great value. And so um, really easy to say right now after he plays a good game. But for me, it's a nice reminder that it's not always the horse shit with Barton. <laughs> yeah. It's really not. This is a great bounce back spot for Barton, who was like, really like we, we he was shitty. We talked about it. He was shitty. And he bounces back in that and he doesn't shy away from who he is. He still takes his 12 shots in a game, but also all of his misses were three pointers. Everything else he got True. to where he wanted to on, on the court and knocked him down. And also, he was reliable in, in that sense of getting to the rim or knocking down his mid-range jumper. And also, when he got the ball in his hands, he made a quick decision. Either he's going to shoot it or he's going to get everyone else involved. Yeah. In. 
um, he fit in. Like I think that's what what the issue is with with Barton is because people think he's like really selfish. In this game, he goes for um, what four assists, um, six rebounds. So he showed that he's willing to to you know put himself in those type of situations. And also, it was the energy and effort. In these last two or three games, when Barton makes a turnover like that, he gives up on the player. He drops his head. In this game, he gets immediately back on defense, and he tries to make a play, even though it was a bad play that led to that where he puts himself in. He's like, okay, I'm going to try my hardest to make up for it and put myself in a situation where guys aren't going to like drop their head about when I get the ball. So this was a great Barton game in the sense of you saw all of the things that he does to make the Nuggets better, and... He looked really good. Yeah, this is score one for the Barton supporters. The Barton haters have been way overfed lately. They'll have been, to wait like have one been. more quarter of basketball. <laughs> They'll have to wait one Everyone more possession. Get yeah, Everyone yeah, yeah. gets theirs. Everybody gets theirs with Barton. He's equal opportunity today. Those in his camp feeling pretty good. Tomorrow probably will feel awful. It's how it works, but that's what it is with Will Barton. It's just what it is, man. Like uh, the Nuggets are missing their top players. Now their fourth best player becomes the off, sometimes their second best player or their mm-hmm. third best player. Uh, maybe their fifth best player gets moved up. It's the, the, this is the story of the season. And this is Will Barton is like really typifies the idea of never too high, never too low Absolutely. as a fan. Like not only with the team, but like as a fan, like watching this guy, sometimes he sucks. You know, sometimes he really sucks. And then sometimes he's awesome. And then other times he's fine. And it's like you just kind of kind of let it happen because that's what it is with NBA basketball. Yeah. You have the you every team has this player. Yep. By the way, shout out chat. We see you. We see how positive it's been. Even some of the resident Barton haters oh. showing him love. So we see that. We acknowledge that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And if you think back to Barton's last game against New Orleans, he went eight of fifteen from the floor, seventeen points, three steals he had in that game, four rebounds, two assists, but he had the five turnovers, and it was really that one stretch, I think, to end the first half when yep. he had, like, two turnovers, yep. an offensive foul, a bad shot. Uh, he didn't have any of those stretches tonight. And um, it, it was just a consistent, disciplined, um, positive, just careful game from him, I thought. It was good. And it, was, it was great to see. I also I see the 15 mil figure thrown around a lot. Like, Barton's not paid that much, you know? He's just not. If you're expecting him to be your second best player, you will feel underwhelmed. And it's had to be that way and at times. Angry. Would, would like to remind everyone he's not paid that way. And when everyone is healthy, he's not asked to be that. So yep. just a reminder that like I, I think the big thing with Barton is you can't you talk about being too high or too low. Whether you're a fan or or a detractor, you cannot view him as a star because he's not one. And I think both the highs and the lows will be that much easier to, to swallow and appreciate and stay balanced on if you remember that part. Yeah. Every team has that player, to D-Line's point. Every team hates their coach's rotations. <laughs> Every team hates one. their, you know, their bench. Yeah. yeah. Your every bench, team hates their coach. Every every bench sucks, and that's because they're the five second, they're the second tier of players. They're not as good as the starters. Uh, yeah. That's why they're on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just running down some more performances today. Monte Morris, I thought, was very good. Yeah. 12 points, 8 assists, 0 turnovers Five for Monte Morris too. tonight. Five he also led, led the team in plus minus. 30. Plus 30. Plus 30. Good, good lord. 30. <laughs> 3-0. Starters rolled. Yeah, and for him to, to lead the, the team in plus minus on a game that he did not shoot the ball exceptionally well, like that goes to like show you like how much he is flowing with the offense and also – 
the ball popping it really is with him as well like of course when Jokic is like facilitating and getting everyone involved it's great but for your point guard to be a guy that doesn't have to take every single shot or um have a great game like offensively and still be able to to get everyone involved i think that goes a long way monte takes care of the ball this was a game that if you had the turnovers as well especially with how great the knuck uh the the nets shot it in that first half yeah like the game could have got away from them because like with turnovers like on top of that they would have had momentum but monte like answered back every single time or made the right play where it's like you're going to go into the half even and the nuggets went up one in that first half so monte like did what he had to do especially against like kyrie irvin um and, and those young guys there he really held his own and that's a guy that he really isn't a starter even though he's playing as a starter and, and he looked good he's been playing great got yeah. the podium game against uh new orleans last game mr nugget just just stepping up here big time yeah it's uh, nice it's nice to like just get performances you expect out of the guys you expect like it just monty monty morris just being steady like yep that you're like okay okay yeah. all is right yep. but Bo boogie cousins got a tech Monte Morris was steady. Nicole Jokic, Nicole Jokic was dominant. Was a beast. And the bench was not great. It's yeah. everything's in in right order. No, go, go ahead. No, no, please. Okay. I insist. Um, let's talk about the bench. Let's get into some rotation talk. <laughs> let's go, dude. Ro twi rotation Twitter. Rotation Twitter. Let's go. Tap <laughs> in. Tap in right now. <laughs> Michael Malone goes with Austin Rivers over Davon Reed in the rotation, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> choice today. In the first half, and then Rivers uh, got hurt right before halftime, did not return to play in the second half. Um, but he was not great in the first half. No Davon Reed. Zeke Naji, again, the third big off the bench. Seems like he's really cemented that spot. And aside from just blowing a wide-open layup, breakaway layup, with nobody near him in the first quarter, I thought he played a, a pretty okay game tonight. What did you guys think of some of the performances off the bench? Uh, are, we, are we laughing about the Zeke Naji? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That one. Man, dude. I don't. <laughs> Do you when think he first it... came in, I immediately tweeted, right. "Man bun Zeke Naji alert." It, yeah. Which, by the way, is not a positive alert. No, it, it's not a good thing to see. Do uh, we think? I mean, does he? Is are there? Is there like some sort of like hair product involved with the man bun? Was it? Were his hands covered in some sort of slippery? Product? Yeah, I don't know why he mixed it up because he was playing well. He was playing great with, with the shag. The shag. Uh, that was that is guaranteed to win. Shacked in the yeah. fool, uh, shacked, shacked in the fool of the you year, whatever see that it is happening in real time, right? Oh, Yo, that was yeah. so load up. Oh that, yeah, he's like, you could see the gears like they all want me to be more tenacious. I, Certain big men when they get that throw ahead pass on the break, you're holding your breath. Dude, I was shell shocked for like ten minutes. I don't know what happened for ten minutes after that. I liked like. Zeke Nash in this game, and especially like him responding back after a play like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a guy that does not play a lot of minutes and also is like fighting for every single second that he has on the court because he's not played a lot this year, he did not like shy away from that. He played hard, he got back on defense um, after um, and for a few plays. And he also did the things that, you know, what they've come accustomed to knowing from Zeke Nash. He's knocking down yeah, that three ball. He's like, hey, I'm not a dunker. I'm not, you know, an athletic guy like that just does those type he of things. He is an athletic guy, though. Kind of. He's a more <laughs> better, like, he's now being known as a shooter, and he True. did that. He knocked down both of his um, three pointers in the game and True. also responded after a bad play that happened on a young player. And I'm, it's not a big game, but it's like a nationally televised game, and he's had his up and ups and downs. So 
I was like excited to see him respond in the way that yeah. the ways that he did. Good point. Um, yeah, I agree. and and also like just a solid body. He really is just a solid body that like just understands like what Ooh, to do ma- on the nail floor. Form corner. Like the second <laughs> a solid body. The, the second <laughs> unit was not great in this so game, solid. but he was he was pretty good. <laughs> he had that putback dunk. We got tenacious Zeke there. Let's go. I liked I that liked was his lone rebound of the game, but less of an important thing with Boogie in there. So yeah, definitely. No, Zeke was good. Uh, I love the spot he's in, getting 20 minutes per game around that. <laughs> he's body. now, um, I think, leading the league again in three-point percentage. He's over 50% again from three this season. That's Still think wild. he should shoot more. Yeah. He really, we were just so enamored with his shooting form last year, and it's just like getting better and better and better. He's an elite, elite shooter, man. He really Absolute is. knockdown. Should we start spelling his name Z-E-C-C? Z-E-C-C? Zeke, like, because he's got a solid body? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, was, you're I the Twitter guy. Yeah, you're the Twitter guy. I, <laughs> I mean, the bar's pretty low for us, but I think that might <laughs> still be. That's even lower than us. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. I went Michael s- Rebounder <laughs> Jr. All right. All right. Let's take another break. <laughs> um, on the other side, we'll hear from Adam Morris, hopefully, who is at Ball Arena. We'll get the lowdown on what Michael Malone and some of the players said. Uh, in the post-game press conference. Can we even do around the association? Yeah, there are some games going on right now, so we could get to that too. <laughs> Chat loving that one, Eric. Um, <laughs> wanna wanna, don't you wanna? I'm not talking Fanta. I'm talking I'm talking wanna fast asleep THC CBD products that you can pick up at Light Shade Colorado's premier dispensary. 11 locations, not soon to be, currently 11 locations here in CO. Need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big, big game? No matter when you take them, this well, well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. Over-the-counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs that leave you in a fog. So don't do that. Get in the wanna game. Wanna wanna, don't you wanna go to sleep, feel good in the morning. <laughs> do it at Light Shade. And here's the best part, promo code DNVR. Uh, that's going to get you 25% off your order, your entire order. Not one time, not two times, every time you come in. So do it. Colorado's premier dispensary, Light Shade. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. can't believe the big game got woven into that, even. I know. It's it's, that, it's, the, it's a requirement for every podcast <laughs> spot. You have to mention the, the big, big game. Dude, it's the big game yeah. season. Every copywriter <laughs> just has to write that into the podcast read. The big the game. The big game. You know, like Brooklyn, uh, Denver. Denver yeah, today uh, the, the Pro Bowl. The yeah, Pro dude, Bowl the, is today. That could be the big game. Are we allowed to say that? Do, do, do we know how far the, the, is that how the little far game? the NFL will go? <laughs> that could be the little, the little game. game. The little game. Um, <laughs> hey, there's a bunch of big games, sweet games, underrated games going on at Glendale, aka Rugby Town USA. If you haven't heard of the American Raptors, they're the newest rugby team here in CO. Used to be the Colorado Exos. Now they're the American Raptors. We expect that branding to stay. It's athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. Coming in backgrounds from football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, ping pong. I made that last one up. Uh, These athletes excelled at other sports. Now they're testing their skills at rugby. What's the best thing about hitting up an American Raptors game? They're free. You heard that right. Free 99, free.com. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com. We'll be streaming them from their website. And here's the deal. Uh, if you want to know more about rugby, get it done with the DNVR Rugby Podcast on the DNVR Podcast Network, hosted by the homie Colton Strickler. Check him out. Awesome. 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 One guy we didn't get to, Bones Highland, really, really struggled in the first half Man. tonight. He was really bad. I was actually sitting here wondering, are we going to see him in the second half? 
he was that bad. But kind of turned it around a little in the second half, but still I thought a pretty bad game from him. Uh, six points, two and nine from the field. Had two turnovers as well in 17 minutes. Um, Dev, I'll go to you first on this. He's been playing backup point guard. We haven't seen Faku. Do you think the leash is growing shorter on Bones Highland at that backup point guard spot? Do you think any part of Michael Malone is thinking, I kind of want to go back to Faku a little bit? <laughs> I think it's like a, a good seesaw effect like with it because it's like, hey, Bones, you earned the opportunity to be in this second unit, but now you haven't been you haven't been playing well. So guess what? We have a guy that can actually take over those minutes. So now you can motivate both guys where it's like, hey, there's another spot for you. Like we we don't have to play you. And, and Bones like is like quickly seeing that in this league, you have to be consistent, or you're going to be benched, or you're going to like not have those same type of minutes. Bones Highlands was shitty in this game. He really was. That's the um, other word of the day on the podcast. I, I, Sundays shitty for, and placebo. Yeah, Dev either doesn't <laughs> criticize people or he calls them shitty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just zero to 100. Sundays for the swears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shitty's not really swearing. It's like de- defining like what oh. a person is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, an adjective. My, and yeah, you're yeah, using yeah. it as an adjective. Absolutely. That's my, what I think about. My apologies. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that you corrected <laughs> yourself. Um, with that, like you know that there's Definitely these, um, still a curse. these um, moments and there's opportunities where um, young guys, especially in the league, they'll like talk about, hey, um, I remember my moment against, let's say, Kyrie Irving. And I felt like he really tried to make it a point to go after Kyrie Irving, and yeah. it didn't go well for him, but he kept trying instead of just knowing what the moment was or what was expected of him. I, we saw um, him chasing. I really do think that he tried to make it a thing to go after Kyrie, and he got the best of him in this in this game. And also it got away from what's been working with Bones Highland, and that's consistency and also like letting the offense come to him. So. I really am not a big fan of chasing Bones Highland where he's trying to like force the issue because that second unit was already struggling. They needed their backup point guard to be a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where he like also straddles, straddles the line of am I a point guard or am I a scorer? And yeah. I think that that's going to come with time. Um, but you get to see if you're not playing well, that second unit struggles. And I mm-hmm. think that you could put that in, like, for Bones Highlands to, like, remember, hey, I just have to be me, not everything that is expected or try to force the issue. Yeah. Yeah, he was really bad. It sucks because I, I just am so enamored by the idea of Bones. Sometimes he just plays like a little kid. He's just running around. Like a rookie even? Like sub-rookie. Like Oof. like a little kid, like Ooh. he can't get to the wow. rim. He gets he got Harsh swatted Bones, three D-line. separate times. A shitty little kid, <laughs> little shitty kid. Don't clip that, Carol. He uh, missing all of his shots. He did rebound a little bit, but like getting abused on defense, making like tragically stupid errors. Like his he, first two plays of the game tonight, it was a turnover, and then uh, I forget what the second play was, but it was bad. I swear, I got swear to God, every game. Oh yeah, he got blocked. Yeah, yeah I swear every game he plays. He, there is some breakaway where he uh, attempts to defend the guy with the ball in the last like five feet before the rim, and then the guy very easily finishes, gets the and one, and you're like, dude, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the maturation process is what it is. It's gonna it seems like it's gonna take a little longer for him. He like looks. In games like this, he looks undersized. Like he just looks like he's getting pushed around. Like he's unable to 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 make any progress into the lane. 
and and again, like I just so f- I'm I'm being extra hard on him because I just like him so much. Right. I just like you the think idea. He's better of bone. than this. Yeah, I do. Like I just have seen the flashes from him, and I just imagine a, a much better future for Bones Highland. But at present, it's he he's either on it and killing it, or he's terrible, and there's really no in between. He is also still a rookie playing in frequently all bench lineups. Totally, you know, and so it's just for me. To me, when I said, hey, I'm signing up for this Bones thing, it's time to try Bones at point. Yeah. I expected these games to come. And I'm not, and you even though to. you guys know I'm a, I am like Facundo Campazzo, I'm not going to react here and say they got to go back to that because I expected this. Um, Bones still presents more of a threat to a defense. He's also the guy that's been drafted to fill the role, right? You look at the life of the contract of a third-string guy on a biannual exception, it's been great. They won some games. Yeah. They won a playoff series. You take that. And now he's naturally been replaced by a first-round pick who's been drafted to fill the role. I think that's fine. I think you take that transition. You just have to know that some of these bone games will come. And to answer Wynn's question, I promise you Malone wanted to. It, like When effort and defense are a problem, I promise you he wants to go to Faku. Mm-hmm. But that he didn't tonight, I take as another sign that this is a choice he has made yeah. and, and one he's about ready to stand by. Yeah. I think it's a good sign that he's stuck with Bones tonight, but would I be surprised, you know, in three games or so if Bones has a really bad first half and Faku plays in the second half? No, I wouldn't be. I yeah. could see Malone doing that. I absolutely could. Yeah. I- I'm glad he's stuck with them. He's committed right now to going with the ups and downs that come with a rookie point guard. And yeah, I agree, Ray. I think he should play through it. Yeah, but I agree. would I be surprised if Faku got back on the court? No. Yeah. I, I don't think you could be. Right. Um, but, you know, when you look at the point in the season that the Nuggets are at right now, you've got just a few games left until the All-Star break. After the All-Star break, the noise is going to start really picking up about a Jamal Murray return. Then, you know, you've got Jamal, you got Monte, you got Bones as the third string guy in that scenario. Yep. You don't have to worry about this issue as much. So right. I wonder if Denver is just trying to get to that point yeah. and then reassess from there. I wonder that as well. It's definitely always Malone's MO to, to set a hypothesis and then see it through. So giving Bones those minutes and just allowing him, you know, it's the same thing when we get so frustrated when he's stubborn about, you know, keeping players in. We don't want him to, like, Faku, whatever. Like, this is just what he does. He just allows things to play out, which is, you know, like, oftentimes I feel like in the long run, the right play. But it can be painful at times. Right now it's, it's a little painful. Like, I just want, you know, I just want... Logo bones. Just, hey, can we? Can it just be bottoms? He could look better, Ben. Can it and, just and be bottoms? It's listen. He's a guy who could very well come out the next game and look night and day. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So, all in all, solid win for Denver tonight. Today, keep saying that. One twenty four to one hundred four over solid. Brooklyn. One more game. Yes, yeah, very solid win. One more game on this homestand. They've got the Knicks on Tuesday. Then they go to Boston and Toronto. Let's hit some super chats. Super chat time. Finally, this stupid show is going to pick up. (laughs) Uh, This is from Morgan. Vote looking so dapper is going to push. I think that's his diaper. uh, (laughs) Looking so diaper. Nice, dude. It's like a little baby. Little diaper baby. Going to push Harrison's t-shirt look back to Carter Wind. Glad the Nuggets didn't fall for a second trap game. AG, we missed you. Fact. That's a great game. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm saving the Carter Wind for special occasions, for a must-win game. Yeah, you can't just break that out. I can't burn it all. It would lose its power. Can't burn it at this point in the season. 
Thanks for the super chat. Our guy Flo chiming in here. As we had to sacrifice Gary to get a defensive wing, uh, will we at some point have to trade another vet to get a point of attack defender? Ooh. The point of attack defense has been bad all season. It's not going to get any better, I don't think, with this group. Yeah, and also, what vet do you think is going to bring a good and, like, reliable point of attack defender at this point? Gary Harris. Yeah. (laughs) That's a joke. joke. I'm sorry. Although we seem to bring one in every year. Like, Shaq Harrison. Yeah. uh, Davon Reed. Davon Reed. How how many minutes do they play? Hey, um, did Davon Reed crash his car into Malone's house? Yeah, Yeah. what did Davon Reed do? I'm going to have to launch an investigation. What's going on? He seems like the most lab-built Malone guy in the league. Right. And he can't buy rotation minutes. Perplexing. Two minutes tonight. I mean, those were just in garbage time. Golly. He started the last game. He's been playing like 25 plus he, minutes a night. Rotation Twitter has taken notice. I, I will yeah, oh, good, good. <laughs> he got that shot up real quick, too, in garbage time. Oh, He's yeah. like, I got 90 seconds to get this oh, thing yeah. up. For sure. <laughs> but could Denver use a point of attack defender? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like, Derek White would be great with the Nuggets. He's good. He would be so good. I Whoa. don't know how they get him. They'd have to trade a big salary like Will Barton to like get him, though. Monte Barton kind of package. Yeah, it'd be the Barton salary. Maybe Bryn For like uh, San Antonio would be interested in Bryn Forbes. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick. Maybe we could get Kata Bates D up while we're oh, at it. Oh, hell yeah, dude. All right, last super chat here. Um, what do you think about trade for a defensive guard and put Barton to the bench when everybody gets back so he can play at the wing? This is Harrison's favorite question. This is in my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think you keep Barton in the starting lineup just because that starting lineup is so good. And then, you know, yeah, you get a defensive wing and you can play him at times to close games if you need him out there. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, a, a defensive guy, a defensive point of attack defender, it's definitely a need. Definitely a need for this team. The, uh, Barton on the bench hasn't worked. I do think that's something we have to... Because that question comes up a lot. Hasn't. It, it has earlier it on. It did today. They, yeah. Like yeah, the second times, half he played with the bench. The second half he played with the bench today and it worked. I just think across the season to this point, yeah. it has, it's been a little uninspiring. Yeah, everything about the bench has been uninspiring. <laughs> that's also like, true. Like, absolutely everything. Like... Uh, <laughs> I it's not in you still I I would like to see the number of games in a row where there has been a the same bench unit. It has to be a jarringly low number. Five. Mm-hmm. Four, like there's Right, just because of the guys in and out of the gu- lineup. Guys in out guys yeah, like whatever. Boogie comes in, boogie's out, bones is in, bones is out, da, da, yep. da, 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 da. Unreal. Yeah. Bryn Forbes, uh, also on that bench unit, had 11 points today, 4-9 shooting, 1-4 from 3. That was a solid game. For are, we, are we ready to grade the trade? I'm all for grading the trade. I love grading the trade. Let's grade I the trade. we should wait for it. Oh, we should, I, I we're not ready know. to grade yeah, the trade. I have no idea. Don't grade the trade? Not yet. We're not, not grading yet. the trade. We, we got to let him get some time <laughs> into like, just okay. prove himself. Can't grade that trade. <laughs> okay, like, we're not, not going to grade the trade. Let's wait. Yeah. Let's wait on the hate. No, we're not going to grade the trade. We're going to wait on the hate. Yeah, okay. Knows that. <laughs> Should we get to around the association? Uh, Should we take uh, a little tour uh, around the A? ATA. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see what's happening on this Sunday afternoon. Let's go to Philadelphia. Uh, Dateline, Philadelphia. <laughs> Where Joel Embiid is making oh, a strong play for the pity MVP. 40 points. 
A huge game from god Embiid. My god. DeRozan had 45 points for Chicago. Oh, what so he got outscored. He got outscored, but Philly won, Dang. which they haven't been doing with Embiid seven. as of late. Big game. Damn, Jamar. That's insane. Come on, Jokic. DeMarco? I wish Jokic would see this and be like, all right, fine. 40? I'll go 40. Dude, I'll, I'll do so that too. I meant to send this to you guys in the chat. I was listening to the Hoop Collective podcast with friend of the show, Brian Windhorst. Oh, friend of man. Big yeah, friend Wind of the show. Yeah. So I got to send this to you guys. But if you go back and listen to the last podcast that they did, he went on like uh, he, he was giving a trivia question about Embiid. And the question was, what player has the best winning percentage in the NBA? So like when that player is in the game, it, like which team has the best winning percentage? And he said it was Embiid, but he actually messed up like the trivia question. It actually wasn't Embiid. It's Chris Paul with the Suns, I think, because the Suns just have like the best record. Anyways, people are like finagling trivia questions to try to pump up Joel Embiid. <laughs> there trivia questions? Yeah. Is there no realm? Is nothing sacred? Trivia questions? Yeah, because there's like a right answer on a trivia, trivia question. Trivia questions are unimpunable. You can't mess with a trivia question. Brian Windhorst, shame on you. But. Uh, 10, 11 free throw attempts for Joel. Can you imagine? What a and life. Jokic had how many free throw attempts? Four, Four. free throw attempts. No, it Four. Remember Four that, of them. Remember that, one, remember that shot he had where uh, the uh, defender, which was Blake Griffin, was literally hanging on his arm? Yeah. And there was no call, but the shot still went up and, and touched no part of the rim. And, went and the ref through. goes, it was clean. It's clean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> clean, bro. It's clean. Man, the effing, the effing Minnesotas. Let's go to Minnesota. They get another win. Minnesota's hot, 118-105 over the Pistons. Oh, man. Carltown, 24-12. D'Angelo Russell's back. He had a nice game. Malik Beasley, 20 points off the bench. Shout out Malik. Minnesota's hot, guys. Yeah, and they've been doing it without Anthony Edwards being, like, incredible. That's, That's what true. has actually been bothering me. Um, <laughs> they've been running a little bit more through Carl Anthony Towns, and he's been answering that calling. Like, I just don't enjoy the Timberwolves being good. I don't. Nope. Sucks. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Dallas. They're up on Atlanta. 51-42 in the second quarter. Okay. Wrap that one up. Uh, yeah. Not a lot to talk about there. <laughs> a lot of in-game scores. <laughs> Boston's playing Orlando. Another opportunity for Gary Harris. Jason Tatum is up one his of trade value. six from the floor. One tough six. start for Jason Tatum. Oh, ah, no, no, that's or, not a tough start. You could say it's, a, it's an average start. Yeah, it's, it's about par. That's what he does. Yeah, he is a plus 16, right. though. I'd like, yeah. the going to go four for 21, and everybody's going to say, but he had 19. Yeah, I would I would have gone my whole life without realizing how deeply inefficient Jason Tatum is, if not for you, Vote. Your hatred has, sh has shown a light on no the truth. coast bias. Let's go. Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, the other game going on right now. Indiana and Cleveland, Pacers are up on the Cavs, who made a big yeah. trade. Oh, they Should did. we grade that trade? Yeah, oh, grade the it. trade. <laughs> well, so wait a minute. Uh, is is Did Karis LeVert just switch locker rooms? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Uh, the Cavs got Karis Probably. LeVert today. He just picks up his stuff. From the Pacers <laughs> for Ricky Rubio and some picks. I think a first-round <laughs> pick this year and two seconds. What do you think of that trade, Dev? You, you a Karis LeVert guy? No, I, I, 
Yes and no. I think that he's like a good basketball player. Also, I I'd like root for guys that come off of big injuries the yeah. way that he had an injury and he's still like a productive NBA player. So good I do point, root though. for that. Um, but also, I just think that like he's a bucket and like those guys that are only good at scoring. I think it's like di- difficult, especially with that Cleveland team. Their issue is not scoring. I, I really like that Cleveland team. Like they have young guys who are good on you know both sides of the floor. I think Darius Garland is like the best baby um, in the NBA. Like I know he looks like a child, and everyone else sees it. It's not just me. That's a baby. <laughs> who looks more like a child, Eric? Him or Bones? Oh, uh, in play style or in physical appearance? I, I don't. I don't. It has know. to be. It has to I be physical no appearance, and it has to be Garland because well, he's not a rookie. Does Does Garland have facial hair? Because Bones has a no, mustache. He has no facial okay. hair. So few babies have mustaches. Yeah, very very few. Uh, but there are I some. I think that's accurate. There are some, though. <laughs> there are some mustachioed babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it has to be Garland, right? It's got to be Garland with all that, yeah, with all of that lead up. <laughs> Interesting move from Cleveland. A real win now move from Cleveland, who appears to be taking this season very seriously and with good reason, of course. You know, Ricky Rubio expiring and also injured, right? So I'm not 100% sure on that, but I don't think they expected to see him back this year. Oh, correct? no, he's out. For so. A year. Yeah, so they flip some picks and an expiring injured player, albeit a good one, for a guy who can help now. Regardless of whether or not you think Levert's a great player, that's an aggressive move yeah. from Cleveland, who is, who is, uh, they're they're taking a look at a, a sped up rebuild here and they're pushing more chips in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I love it. I like Karis Levert. I think that's a great move. Have we ever have we graded the trade at, when it comes to Portland yet? Portland? Oh, the Portland and the Clippers trade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give okay. it an A for the Clippers and. Yep. Uh, C for Portland. Nice work, Portland. Oh, I uh, thought they failed. Yeah, there's nothing great. We, we were laughing about the idea that uh, you make a trade that just strictly uh, gets you under the tax. As a fan, you're like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. We're under the tax. Yeah. We're going to lose every game, but we are under that tax. I know, man. Our very so, rich owner. It's so funny when fans are like celebrating getting under oh, the yeah. tax. As man. if it's their money. I know, right? It has nothing to do with your pockets. <laughs> You should want look, every yeah, billionaire great, great to go into the here. tax. Here, here's a news flash for you guys. Every NBA owner can afford the luxury tax. Yeah. Breaking <laughs> news, but they all can. Remember, <laughs> everything, every NBA owner. Especially uh, every, Stan Kroenke. But yeah, everything in their life is a luxury something. Yes. A luxury l- liner, <laughs> luxury lifestyle, luxury automobile. They can pay a luxury tax as Think well. about the bowl and family would he buy that for like 77 mil and they're north of four billion right now right right nice reminder <clears throat> dick that uh if you feel like you're complaining about the day-to-day expenses of owning a major league team you can simply sell that team for yeah. a disgusting disgusting profit at any point in time and stop being a uh, pariah in the city of denver yeah. just saying though just sell baby just, just sell. sell baby. uh we're waiting for adam i think he should be coming on soon here um i'm gonna people should send him I'm multiple him messages because that's what he does when uh when it's the other way around yeah hey what's your eta what's your where you at hey. close to who's son? spoken yeah do you think adam is taking a shower possible <laughs> i don't know when we when i'm like waiting around for that time in between and i'm listening to the interviews at home yeah i'm cooking I'm vacuuming. I'm sure. doing everything. You're making yourself useful. Yeah, yeah. You got to be productive done. in some way, and then yeah, yeah. Like you it can't finally just comes into to the interviews. Yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is life advice with superstar depth. If you sit there and focus on what's happening right now, it takes away from what you can be doing. Yeah. And what I can be doing is progressing in life, and that's what you have to do in between those. I because be... first, first off, Jokic, he's uh, he's like the um, 
Vernado of uh, of like getting dressed. Like he's he's a, a MVP, but he's also a guy that nobody really knows when it comes uh-huh. to getting dressed. He's not that good at getting dressed. It I takes see. him a very long time. Is it his legs are so long? <sighs> oh, 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 oh wait, <laughs> I was ready for some more life advice. Me too. Yeah. I know. I I don't feel like I know anything about life. <laughs> Adam, good to see you, man. How was what's up, guys? How was the game? Uh, this is a very good game, especially the second half. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun one in the second half. First half, a little bit uh, not as fun. Um, Harrison, I have a new appreciation, though, waiting for Jokic to come out. I mean, I just I just skipped him. I knew you guys were probably drowning. I know how it is. I said, forget it. So it it's got, fine. We were deep in uh, a life advice Oh, we were actually drowning. That, I mean, so. doggy pedaling at this point. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were doing fine. Actually. We were taking a second lap around the association. <laughs> I give you some life, life advice right now. I, I'm sad I missed it. I've got um, some advice. Uh, no more pink. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam, Sam, and Eric, grow up. Uh, in the same category. Anyway, Adam, please. All right, yeah. What, what, what did Mike Malone have to say after this one? Uh, you know, Michael Malone talking about second half adjustments. He said one of the big things that worked for them defensively, obviously 27 points in the second half, taking Jokic off of Blake Griffin and putting him on James Johnson. They were killing Denver, obviously, with that pick and pop. Putting By putting Aaron Gordon or Jeff Green over on Blake Griffin, they were able to just switch those ones. So it was one of those things where... I think Brooklyn had a go-to action that worked, and once you change it up, they kind of had no response for it. So um, Malone, it wasn't that he thought the defense wasn't good. He just felt like that adjustment was the thing that really uh, changed the game. Mm. I, have I would I would think Blake Griffin just missing every three in the second half also changed the game. <laughs> that probably was going to happen either way. Yeah, that, but, that was yeah. a good adjustment. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, he did point out, obviously, the team's 37 assists. They just had 39 assists the other day. And I gotta th- I gotta tell you guys, I'm so impressed with Aaron Gordon. I'm sure you guys talked about him a lot, but the thing I'm so impressed with him by is his ability to complete plays. So it's not just the like he dribbles up and passes and gets an assist. It's Jokic, it, you know, Monte Jokic, Barton Jokic. They run a two-man game. You get the ball on the roll. You pass it to Aaron Gordon, and he makes the finishing play. He just had so many of those tonight, and I. When Denver's been good, 33, 34 assists, we've seen those numbers. But these, like, 37, 38, 39 assist games, to me, that's – a lot of that is AG being a, a a connecting piece. And he just has been – he was so good tonight. And, I'm, by the way, guys, I don't – he looked to me like he was on one leg tonight. He did not look very healthy, hmm. even oh, though man. he was playing fantastic. Yeah, that was – that's something I don't think we picked up watching the broadcast, but but good to know. Yeah, because he was so good at the things that actually matter. But there were a lot of just like jogging up court where he was like, you know, just looked like he was the slowest guy out there. And you think, man, it's something to keep an eye on. I'm a little worried about it because obviously they're so much better with him. But oh, man, he wanted to be healthy. Um, Malone said he thought the bench was solid tonight, which I thought was kind of surprising since that first stint was anything but solid. But, you know, the second one was a lot better. Um, He talked about Bones and he said the thing with Bones is he was playing hard tonight. And he said he made a lot of mistakes, but he said the number one thing is if you're playing hard, I can live with the mistakes. And tonight, he could tell Bones was competing. He just was making errors. So we get physical. It's why he he went with him a second time in the second half. I think also being up twenty helped. But um, yeah, you know, he wasn't hard on Bones where I thought maybe he would be after this game. Well, I think that's a a little bit of insight into Malone's thinking. If you're playing hard and making mistakes, yeah. you can stay on the floor. Although, but if you're not you playing hard, think? if the Nuggets they're up like 25, if if they're up six, do you think Bones plays again? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think I think they did a solid by by being up by so much, so it made it easier for for Malone to make that call. But um, 
You know, he had an interesting perspective, I thought, on DeMarcus Cousins. Obviously, his I'm sure you guys talked about this as well, contracts up. Um, he said you can't just look at the stat sheet, uh, and also that health has been such a big thing for him. Um, but Michael Malone also sounded a little noncommittal, and I don't know what's going to happen. We'll find out here in the next 24 hours, obviously, what his future is. But talking to both Boogie and to Michael Malone, both guys were pretty noncommittal about what's about to happen, like what's the future. Michael Malone went in to say about how much he likes him and he's had an impact, but there was a big but in there, and it was a but. We're just going to have to wait and see, you know, what happens. So mm. um, so it should be an interesting, you know, next couple hours as we wait to hear the news. Um, Malone did have this great quote, though. He said this time of year, he's called it the dog days, he called it that again. But he said everybody on the team is sick of each other. And he said this is not uncommon. He's just like, this is what this time of year, there's five games left. Everybody's we can relate. Yeah, he said that everybody. Wait, what? Could you? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, are uh, you going to demand a trade also? Second guy on this show to demand a trade? You're saying in theory. Superstars. It's a long season. Hey, man, I'm just saying I requested to come to the arena today so I'd be off the show. Wow, yeah. three disgruntled superstars. I took Friday off, and I uh, I thought about doing it again today. We're all sick of everybody. Um, no, but he said uh, – you know that the team is just kind of sick of each other right now and he's been around these guys the, the, the basketball players more than he's been around his wife and kids and that's true of everyone um so it sounds like this really is judging the basketball right now for the next week is going to be tough because everybody has vacation plans and and just a break that's much needed but he did say he said he's proud of the team he's not pleased or satisfied with them but he said he is proud just because of how hard this year has been um, and him and Tim Conley, when he's talking about the trade deadline, he said they got together, they had an honest conversation about what the team is right now and, you know, what they are not. And he said, we'll see if there's any trades or not, but um, he's proud, just not pleased, for whatever that's worth. Proud, but um, not pleased. Yeah. Malone's so good with this, man. I swear to God, he practices the words before he comes out. He, like, picks his exactly the yeah. words he's going to use. <laughs> yep. Um, DeMarcus Cousins talked today, and, man, he was interesting. Um, you know, he's talked about you got to tr- – when he was asked about his situation, he says he can only control what he can. Obviously, he was dealing with a nagging injury, and that played a big part of how he played. Um, he said he would love to be here. He thinks it's a great fit. He thinks both sides benefit from it, and he thinks he can be the extra piece to, t- to push him over the top. Um, but he has said that his entire time since he joined the Nuggets, he feels like he's been climbing uphill because of the injury, where it's just every time like he's playing and it's not getting better. He was asked about his legs feeling like he's in cement, and he kind of is like, he was asked if it feels better now, and he said, no, it's like I'm playing uphill. I kind of still mm. feel that way. So something to factor in in this whole equation. Um, you know, he, he said it, he was asked about Malone again. He said it's been really fun being with him. Uh, he said Malone's been nothing but in my corner. And he mentioned about how Malone is the only guy, basically, that hasn't, like, prejudged him when he's talking about coaches he's played for, this or that. He said, Mike, Mike Malone, and we know that. We've heard those stories a lot. But then he had this quote, and he says, I don't ever get the fair end of the stick. He's, of course, talking about getting his fourth tech now in five games. He says, I never get the the fair end of the stick. I'm viewed different than every other player in this league. It's unfair. I absolutely hate it, but it is what it is. I got to say, Boogie was really sad in his presser tonight. This is why I'm kind of like, maybe maybe he knows he's not coming back because he was really just down, kind of dejected. I mean, I'm not – to me, out of my big Boogie thing, he's working in Denver – does it look like he loves basketball right now? And and to me, like I, I'm not just trying to be a jerk. I think that's a reasonable right. question. 
Yeah, I, honestly, like that tech tonight was pretty weak, and yeah. I think he got suckered into it. This is the thing that sucks about Boogie and his reputation, whether it's fair or not to have that reputation. Like, at this point, I thought James Johnson all night tonight was trying to get under his skin. There were guys yeah. trying to get under his skin, and the moment he sort of reacts, which, again, I don't think is a tech anyway, even with his reputation or whatever, but he shoved, you know, he got tangled up and gave a shove, and it was like, hey, you got suckered into that, and everybody knows that you're the mark, and they're trying to do that. And I think... To me, that's what, if I play body language pop psychologist here, I'm guessing that's what's so sad for him is he's just like, I'm never going to get treated fairly because I have this reputation. And it might affect my ability to stay on this team. Because yeah. as you mentioned, you know, four, four techs in five games, um, you know, that, fa that has to factor into the whole overarching equation about whether or not to keep him. Of course, that, the durability, but... The injury, also, yeah. the impact he's made on the bench, I think. Yeah, it's like it's going to factor in. He's like uh, Royal from Royal Tenenbaums, Adam. Can't a guy be a jerk <laughs> his whole life and then have a yeah. rebound? I think that's a story everybody likes. Poor Boogie I, Cousins. He's been a jerk his entire life, and now he's paying for it. And normally that's karma, but when it's on our team, it feels unjust. That's like every Christmas movie. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Jerks their whole life, and then they do one thing, and it's like, oh, they're so yeah. bad. Yeah. Scoring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I, I I will say like don't you take this all with an enormous grain of salt. But I just felt like Malone's answers to the Boogie future and Boogie's sort of presence in the presser tonight and his answers to it. You know, if their word is to be taken for it, they don't know yet. Like he, they literally don't know if that decision's been made. But I almost got the sense that both of them felt like it was he was not going to be extended. Mm. I could be wrong. Take that with a huge grain of salt. But it was just for a game where you won by twenty. Both of them had a really low energy when talking about what's next for them in the team, and it was noteworthy to me. Yeah. Well, the sense I got coming into today was that it was still up in the air, and like how he played today could be a factor if he got another 10-day deal. The, yeah. The best thing I'll say about how he personally played tonight was, once again, he drew a bunch of fouls, and that just makes such a huge difference. I mean, you talk about having a lead and being in the bonus by the time Jokic comes in. You're going to win that 99 out of 100 times against any team. So, yeah. you know, that's a huge thing, uh, even if, you know, his individual game was better today than it has been in the past. So um, we'll have to see. Any other uh, takeaways from being there, seeing the game live, being at Ball Arena? Um, I mean, it was fun to be back. That's one of my takeaways. Um, the defense in the first first half was crazy. Um, you know, Zeke. The Nuggets playing that first stint with the bench to me was so interesting because the bench was horrible. You get Zeke Naji who misses a wide open dunk. You get Bones Highland who gives up two and ones. Like there were really, and I think that where the Nuggets are at right now, to me, those are the things you have to, you have to fully commit to accepting those. And Malone tonight did that. Like I thought Bones might be benched in the second half. I was very happy that he wasn't because he played better in the second half, but that's what you have to expect. Zeke Naji's gonna miss wide open dunks sometimes. Bones Highland is gonna have four turnovers in a row sometimes, and it sucks, but you kind of have to get over that hump if, if, if you're gonna commit to him. And to do that, you have to be fully committed and say, hey, you're playing no matter what, don't lose this for us, cross your fingers and go. All right, man, good stuff, good reporting. Nice work. Great work. Hey, buy yourself right. an ice cream cone on the way home, you've earned it. Dippin' Thank dots. you. <laughs> oh man, Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future Oh man, take a trip into the, the future, future. <laughs> Alright, we can probably cue that outro music, Kale Thanks for riding with us today, guys, on this Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening Nuggets got the win Feels good, we baby We got a great winner's lounge out of it Let's go, baby uh, We'll be back 
what is it, Monday tomorrow? So maybe we'll do a Monday show. I'm not sure. But the Nuggets play again Tuesday against the Knicks. Of course, we'll be here for the pre- and post-game show then. Talk to you guys later. Let's go. Now is the time to apply and register for classes at MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online is offering free application fees to any and all students. That's $0 for your application fee. Doesn't matter if you're looking to get your undergrad, graduate, or take two cl- online classes. Waive that application fee now at MSU Denver Online. That means there's no reason not to at least apply. And listen, if you get in, there's no reason not to take this seriously. This isn't some online A to B printed degree program msu denver online this is your real education they take it seriously they're trying to put you in the classroom with teachers with real world experience in the fields you're hoping to go into check them out now apply for free msu denver online